There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure ready rav4 available with all-wheel drive your new rav4 is built for performance on any terrain or check out a stylish and comfortable highlander with seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with the whole family check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com toyota Let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Welcome in. It's good to have you on board. Mitch Moss, Jonathan Von Tobel today filling in for Polly Howard. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. This show is brought to you by DraftKings and JVT. We're going to start this hour talking some college basketball and some futures as uh, John Fanta is kind enough to join us here early on a Tuesday morning. He covers college basketball for Fox tonight. In fact, he's on the Marquette Providence game and also the field of 68. John, thanks so much for the time today. How are you? I am doing great, guys. It's great to be with you. Thanks so much for having me. And College Hoops is off to a fun start to the season. The road to March is on. Should be an interesting one. I agree. I think there's a lot of really good teams at the top of this sport. As I said, you're calling a Big East game tonight. That's where I want to begin because I'm kind of blown away at the defending champs and the job that Hurley is doing with UConn. And, John, when you look at their resume, they beat Indiana by 20. They beat Texas by 10. They're not a play to to play anybody anywhere. They went to Kansas on a Friday night and lost in a close game. They beat up on North Carolina. They went to Gonzaga. They beat them over the weekend. Uh, Is this team, again, the best team in the country this season? Mitch and Jonathan, I believe that they are. Connecticut has an answer to every one of your questions. If you want to ask, can they shoot it? Yes, they can. Cam Spencer and Alex Caravan stretch the floor. If one of them gets hot, it seems to reverberate to the rest of the team. If you want to ask about rim protection and front court play, they recreated their two-headed monster they had last year. Remember Adama Sonogo and Donovan Klingon? Now Sonogo goes to the pro rank. Klingon takes over as the number one man. The sophomore was terrific against Gonzaga, 21 points, eight rebounds. And Samson Johnson is the definition of explosive. He comes in off the bench. He makes plays off alley-oops. He can just put so much pressure on a defense at the rim. I love that kid, and I love the way he's played. But more than anything, Dan Hurley, when, when I talked with him before the season, I said, Dan, what's the key for this team to go on a run? He goes, for Tristan Newton to start right where he left off. And right now, Tristan Newton is sensational, fellas. He is playing at an incredibly high level. They're getting elite point guard play, all-American point guard play. For a guy who's faced a tough non-conference schedule to be averaging over 16 points, close to seven rebounds, six assists per game. And he's shooting 43% uh, from three away from home. That's really special. And he nearly willed them over Kansas. Guys, I thought UConn played a B-minus game at Kansas. I thought they did not play their – they were far from their best. They were still in the game at the end. So – I'm telling you what, the Connecticut Huskies can be the first repeat national champion since Billy Donovan in Florida. If you're going anywhere else, a little bit deeper on the board, who would you look at outside of UConn? 
right now the team with the most upside in college basketball is Kentucky. Hmm. Kentucky. Because that freshman class keeps getting better and better, and the luxury that they have of bringing Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham off the bench is sensational. Now they have Aaron Bradshaw factored in. Their balance is special. In the win over North Carolina, eight players scored seven or more points. That's something that encourages me because it means you can win in different ways. In the past couple of years, John Calipari's only been able to win one or two ways. Last year, Kentucky was very one-dimensional. This team is not. If Shepard has a colder day, Dillingham or D.J. Wagner can pick up the slack. I love this Kentucky team. I think that they can run with the best of them. I think that they're only going to keep getting better, and they already own a win over North Carolina. They ran Miami off the floor. Yeah, they lost at home to UNC Wilmington, but freshmen sometimes will be freshmen. I trust this team more than I have others. I'll give you one other team to be aware of. Memphis, Penny Hardaway, people forget how close he was to beating FAU last year in the NCAA tournament first round. If you remember that game, guys, it went right out of the wire. The Owls won. We know the rest is history. They ended up catapulting themselves to a Final Four. Memphis, I think that sat with them all offseason. I think it sat with Hardaway as well. They are a top 20 to 25 defensive team in the country, and now they have scoring. David Jones is the name to watch. He has been a bucket for them. It's the guy who can go out and get 25 on any given night. Javon Quinterly leads the backcourt. They just got a Kansas State transfer in season in Naquan Tomlin. I'm telling you what, guys, the Memphis Tigers have the toughness, the tenacity, and now they have more scoring consistency to make me put a waiver in on the Memphis Tigers because I'm buying their upside come March. All right, very good. And they're playing Virginia tonight. Memphis, a small favorite. In that matchup, it's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Our guest, John Fanta, college basketball on Fox, also the field of 68. Uh, Oklahoma is sitting at 10 0. They get a good test. By the way, that game is in Charlotte tomorrow night against North Carolina. And North Carolina has played a lot of teams this year as well. Are you buying into the Sooners at 10 0? So I am buying them. I'm not buying them tomorrow night. Okay. North Carolina, North Carolina I believe, will hand Oklahoma its first loss. I think that's an angry Tar Heels team. But why am I buying Oklahoma long-term? Because Porter Moser has always been a really good coach. Mm-hmm. Now he has pieces that fit at Oklahoma. Otega away, for those who do not know the name, learn it. Uh, he is six foot five. He's a guard who averages 15 points per game. Guys, he is shooting 67% on the season from the floor. That's really staggering numbers. Between Otega Away and a kid named Milo Suzan, they have sophomores that have both gotten better. And then Moser went on the transfer portal, and this is our current day and age in college hoops. You can go out in the portal, you can go shopping, right? And if, if you know which aisle to shop in and you know your fit and what you need to do NIL-wise, you could get a really good player. And you also have to pick the right guys that fit you. It's not always about getting a guy that, might have been a four-star prospect, but get a guy that's going to fit what you need on your team. They brought in a transfer from Siena named J.B. McCollum, who had a great year last year and has performed at a very high level. So they went out and got a lead guard. They've got rim protection as well. They defended a very high level. So, yeah, to answer your question, am I buying the Sooners as a top 10 team in the country? No. Am I buying them as a Sweet 16 type of team in the country I am because I just really like their pieces I thought John Hughley they picked him up from Pittsburgh he's a guy who gives them physicality so Moser's got a team they're defending at an incredibly high level they are undefeated on the air but guys if this sport's teaching us anything it's that at some point the unbeatens are going to fall no, nobody's going to do what Kentucky did in 14-15 in, uh, or mm-hmm. what Wichita State did I think Oklahoma's due to lose tomorrow I think a lot of us were looking for a buy sign on Tom Izzo and yep. Sparty. Did we finally get that when they uh, blasted Baylor? Uh, that was never a game. I mean, they were blowing them out from the first couple of minutes, and they, they cruised to a 20-point victory. Yes, that, that's a sign. It's a sign that, that it still can be captured, that Michigan State can still play a factor. And, and, and I would buy now because I, I think they're only going to keep getting better. 
and, and you trust Izzo. At the end of the day, Tyson Walker is one of the 10 best players in the country. So we always knew that. Like, mm-hmm. guys, that guys that average over 20 points per game at the high major level where it's harder to score, they don't grow on trees. The biggest thing for Michigan State was playing with some pace. And I think they're doing that now. They scored over 20 points, fast break points against Baylor. They ran the floor well. A.J. Hogard now has been steadier. He's been playing better. And I think Izzo's realizing, like, guys, Matty Sissoko and Jackson Kohler, right, their, their big man plan, it, it, it wasn't working. It, it hasn't been mm-hmm. working for them. They've got to run the floor a little bit. They've got to play the floor. They've got to play faster. You know, Kohler's still coming back from an injury, but even Carson Cooper, he's been up and down. And, and I just think that this team, Xavier Booker, was pegged to be the answer to all their problems on the interior, that five-star recruit. Let's face it, he's a big work in progress. they got to play fast. Against Baylor, they dictated the pace. They finally shot the three better. Like, it is a make-or-miss game. Michigan State's been dreadful from three. And finally... They got going behind Walker. They were able to get Trey Holloman. I think he's next factor off the bench. And, guys, because Cohen Carr is a freshman and gets better by the game, I'm buying him. I like the Spartans. John, we got about 90 seconds left. How does this season end differently for Purdue? Not outside of just being upset by a one seed, but making a deeper run in the NCAA tournament. What's different? Well, it ends with a Final Four, and we'll see what happens from there. But I, I, I do believe that they're the most criticized team in America because of what happened against FCU. I do believe this is eerily similar to Virginia in 2018-19. What I would caution people is, Virginia, you need luck in the NCAA tournament. Like, within a game, you need something to go your way. And if you remember when Virginia experienced redemption in 2019, they beat Texas Tech, that game went to overtime. Like, they had some incredible shot-making along the way. You need some of that. Could Purdue get some of it? Yes. What's different about Purdue? Their freshmen of last year are, are a year older, and it's showing. Braden Smith is an All-American. Fletcher Lawyer, when he is scoring, he makes that an elite, elite two-headed monster. And Zach Eady, it's, it's just incredible to me that a seven foot four, 300-pound man can walk into the gym and he's a guaranteed 25 and 12. Yeah. And it's not, just because, it's not just because he's big. It is because he has such a great knack for the game that he's able to dominate it. Well said. You can follow John on X. He's at John underscore Fanta. He's going to be on the broadcast of the Marquette Providence game tonight on Fox and also catch him on the field of 68 as well. John, have a great call tonight. Thanks so much for the time today. We appreciate it. Mitch, Jonathan, great to be with you. Happy holidays. All right. So to answer that question, if you could bet on one team to win it all today, it would be UConn and the, the bonus team would be Kentucky. Don't hate the answers. No, I've bet Kentucky three times so far. Yeah, I think you like the Kentucky answer. Uh, they're really good. They're really, really good. Up next, we'll recap what took place. Crazy football game and win some, lose some next year on Beeson. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. 
Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. I'm a big fan of betting the first touchdown score in primetime games, but I hate it with Eagles games because I never want to take the low number on Jalen Hurts. He's always like around plus 450 or 5-1, to one, and he did it again last night. So either I need to just add him as like a safety net every single time they play in a primetime game or just completely punt on betting Eagles first touchdown scores when they play in games. I think you got to add him, especially if you're getting, we know, you get that one yard. That's that's the thing, right? You know exactly what's going to happen. And they had three different runs inside like the five last night. Gainwell, Gainwell, Swift. And then it's like at the three-yard line, they call a pass play. He takes off. And it wasn't even the tush-push. But if they get close with the tush-push, yep. it's going to be him and nobody else. The probability is insanely high that it's going to be him when they get inside the five. So think about that. He was plus 450 to score the first one. He was plus 350 to score two last night. He's got, what, 14 on the ground this year alone? Yep. All right, halftime, full-time, Eagles, Seahawks, 7-1. to one. Seahawks to win between one and six points. That paid 4-1. to one. How about this loss by the 76ers last night? At home to the Bulls, and that was Embiid, Maxi, I think, and nobody else showing up for Philly. Bulls on the money line, 4-1, to one, JVT. Oh, might want to watch out for the Bulls. 11 of the last 12 games, uh, excuse me, 10 of the last 12 games have gone over the total. They're shooting more threes. All of a sudden, this thing is completely opened up. They're changing the way that they're playing offense. It's absolutely ridiculous. Again, last night, 12 of 29 for three-point range. Uh, they're changing the way they're playing offense, and it's working out for them so far. Kobe White props cashed again last night. Dude, how crazy is his December? It's insane. It's insanity, right? He, well, he's going over like the points, the points plus rebounds and the points, rebounds and assists like every night. For anybody who hasn't seen it, in the month of December, Kobe White averaging 25.8 points, 6.8 rebounds and 6.8 assists on 51% shooting. How does a dude like that not truly get into consideration for most improved? I, I mean, I would agree. I mean, I think the, the issue is you run into, can you catch up with guys like Scotty Barnes again yesterday had like a million rebounds. I know. Like a double-double of nearly 20 and 20. It's it's hard to kind of get back into a race like that when a dude like him gets up to, off to such a great start. More winsome here. Clippers, Pacers, over. Look at this. It, it opened 240 and a half, and it touched 251 and a half. 151-127 Clippers. More on that team coming up in about 15 minutes. Pistons, Hawks, over 243 to 247. Final score, Hawks 130, Pistons 124. Kings Wizards 245 to 250. No problem. Final score there 143 to 131 in the game. How about this tweet from David Purdom, ESPN Chalk? It's back, baby. Betting on table tennis. This was a monster during the pandemic. It, It experienced a recent dramatic spike in Colorado where the handle has nearly doubled since July. I think I saw the handle was at around 11 or 12 million. Get out of here, really? I, yeah, I, I believe that's the number I that I saw. I thought we were going to be like, oh, it doubled from like, you know, like 10,000 to 20,000. Oh, it's huge. That's insane. And I think me. that's been like the number one state or at the top of the list for like the last three or four years now. Explain that one. I'm trying to get something back. That's, that's insane. All right, we love dog videos on this show, obviously. This one is so good. How the dog, look at this, how the dog asks for a treat. That's the first time around. You're like, wait, what was that? Now what? He's still a little bit hungry. Look at him here. (laughs) Reminds me of my youngest kid. 
exactly what he does. Just walks in and just points to his mouth. He just opens it up. Oh, yeah. Goes up to the owner. Come on. I thought this was going to be one of the uh, the videos of the dogs that press the buttons to ask for food. Have you seen these? Oh, yeah. Oh, Those yes, absolutely. You're a big TikTok guy. Oh, love TikTok. But you get caught up in the uh, cooking. And oh, yes. Don't shoot Melcat. By the way, become a uh, VEASAN Pro subscriber so you can watch these videos. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. On to lose some Hawks. 1 in 10 ATS at home. Could not cover against the Pistons. They have now lost 24 in a row, Detroit. Fourth longest in history. Bad. At least they're getting, they were a little competitive last night, but it's like the deficits are seemingly getting worse. They got blown out. No no contest against the 76ers and the Bucks. Here's what's worse. What are they ATS now? 5-18-1 over this 24-game losing streak. Now that's brutal. Rockets, 11-1 at home. 2-10 on the road. You never want the dog in overtime. They were catching four last night. They go to OT. They tied it up late against the Cavs. They lost by five. How about the beat on Old Dominion yesterday in the bowl game? Went off. They, they opened as a dog because of all of the uh, transfer portal news for Western Kentucky and the quarterback news. Old Dominion touched six and a half yesterday before there was buyback on Western Kentucky. ODU is up 28-0. Cruising. Lost the game outright in regulation. Now that is a kick to the breadbasket, no big matter, time. No matter what you got, I, I dude, these bowls are insane. Like I, some of these deficits, even the the Georgia Southern Ohio game, it looked like Georgia Southern was going to get back into that thing I for know. a minute. Here's what we need to do: we need to track how many times in the bowl season a team that gets up double digits, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, how many times they lose the game. Yeah. Like how I don't. I, what was Western Kentucky in play yesterday? Oh, right. When Off they the were board? Down. It yep. was so high? It wasn't as bad. I don't think the Boise State get up to double digits because they were up early over UCLA. Yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. Yep. UCLA came back and won that game. It's been nuts. Also, the under, 55.5 to 49.5. Nope, flew over. Eagles again from four all the way up to six. Lost outright. And the bad beat again. Old Dominion. Up 28 nothing in that game. West, Western Kentucky was completely dead. And they come back and they pull off the shocker. All I want for the holidays this year is some NBA action. This week, new customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting five bucks. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the code FOLLOW only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code FOLLOW. The crown is yours. All right, fellas, thank you. Great job behind the glass today. As always, in about 10 minutes, I'm going to kick around awards in the NBA. JVT is our NBA senior betting analyst. I want to see if there's anybody that he likes as of right now to maybe make a wager on in the awards market for that sport. Also earlier today, we kicked around our top five foods that we can't resist when we're around them. In reverse order, I went uh, tenders or wings, five. Pretzels, number four. Hot dogs or brats, number three. Nachos and chips get me every single time, as does pizza. Okay, so we had a couple of uh, similar food items in our top five. You also had chips and salsa. You had pizza as well. It just, it's, you know, again, like I could show up to a party. Pizza could be sitting there in a box. It's two hours old. I'm probably going to have a slice. I got to try it. Absolutely. If it's in front of me, my hand's got to be on it, man. Oh, especially if it's a spot that you haven't tried before, right? You know, like it's like, oh, hey, there's this place, the uh, Cugino's. Like, right. I've never heard it. All right, sure. let's try it. Looks let's good. give it a shot. Yep. How's the taste? Oh, it's mediocre, but I don't care. Right, exactly. So you've actually, and I think there are a lot of people in the audience who uh, take a lot of pride in what they're like in the kitchen or on the grill. Oh, yeah. This has become a thing with you over the recent months slash what, years? Yeah, years, I'd say. Has it been that long now? But you're fascinated by watching like TikTok videos when it comes to people giving out like cooking recipes or ideas. Oh, it's the only thing. my, My algorithm is sports, food, and stand up comedy. Like that's literally all it is. With some video game stuff mixed in. But I have, so I've been trying to cook a lot more. I've been trying to get more exotic with what I've been cooking. So I want, you brought up, you told me that you were going to experiment with uh, short ribs recently. Yes. How'd it go? I haven't done it yet. I got to do it soon. Okay. And so the in-laws are coming in this weekend. Might do it this weekend. The the the, the, what, the red wine braised short ribs. So you've watched enough videos to think that you can actually. I think I've watched like 30 videos on On short rib yep. videos. Okay. Are they, are, are they all kind of similar or are they like different techniques? Oh yeah, no, they're all, they're all really, really similar in terms of like the, you know, the technique, the searing, what you're using, all, how you get there, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And this is something new to you. Like you really didn't dive into short ribs until recently. Never. Like I've had them obviously, oh, but right, in right. terms of making them, no, I've, I've never done it before. You showed me during the break that you made a uh, 
chicken parm recently. Right. Can I tell you, dude, I would order that at a restaurant. Yeah? Look, It looked good. All right. It looked yeah. really good. I, I, chicken parm is actually really easy to make, so I've been trying to expand in terms of what I've been making. Uh, Bobby Flay had a really good recipe for like a really good like tortilla soup. It was really, really good, so I made that the other day. It's been awesome. You want to be challenged, basically. Yes. You I don't do. want to... You don't want to make a grilled cheese and tomato soup at home. You want to like well, I, put if, some time effort into it. I would, but I want to make a grilled cheese like on like sourdough bread with like some gouda and all that kind of stuff and then one of those tomato soups where I get the hand blender and you're like you know making it all. Well, I'll do that. Does your wife cook? No. Not at all. So how, it's, it's one of the more her mother is an awesome cook and it's all like authentic Mexican her. food, nothing. Is that right? It's terrible. It's, How'd that happen? I don't know. It's one of the worst beats I've had in my life. To the point where she's just like she can't even she'll make a burger. And she'll text me later for the kids. She's like, I, I, I ruined it. I'm like, no, you, how do you ruin it? It's a burger. <laughs> Just put it on and then flip it and then it's done. So you do a lot of things here at the network. I mean, you do the daily NBA write-ups, vcin.com. Yep. People can read it for your best bets and analysis there. You host the podcast, Hardwood Handicappers, available wherever you get. You do that every single day. Every day. It's very good. Well done. And then you go home and you have to cook for your wife and your I, two kids every day? I am the cook of the house. Is that right? Yep. Yes. What, what did I make? Oh, she wanted nachos yesterday. So I had to, once we got done, because the kid's taking skating lessons to get ready for hockey. Once we got done with that, I had to go to the store with the kid to go pick up the ingredients for the nachos. Also had to pick up the stuff for the burgers that the kids wanted. While I made the nachos, I had to make the burger for the kids. Wait, because you're the cook, you, you shop for your own ingredients? So like you're the coach? Oh, yeah. I'm everything. She, she's not shopping for the ingredients. That's why, really quickly, I'm getting one of those. We're going to get one of those Galaxy like VR headsets, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it has the see through, so you can see your kitchen. You can do all sorts of stuff. And I can also put the games up. Like floating in the air, so I can sit there and watch games in my VR headset while I'm cooking and everything. Oh, it's brilliant! I'll show you a video. Show real exactly live, real live about. games as they're going on. 100. Yep. That's a game changer. Yes. All right. So up next, we're gonna we're gonna pick JBT's brain on uh, NBA awards. What is worth betting today? Find out next here on Beeson. This is Follow the Money on v Holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully. Curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use promo code VSIN at checkout, get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butchers, cut filet mignons, mouth-watering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy-to-prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. OmahaSteaks.com has 50% off site-wide and save an additional $30 when you use the promo code VSIN. Omaha Steaks, a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Minimum order may be required. Perfect timing with the Omaha Steaks read. I'm a huge fan. Uh, I love their meat. It's fantastic. We were just talking about how JVT, like on the grill slash in the kitchen, uh, last, you know, a uh, couple of years, has really, you know, taken it up as a ho- hobby. Is that? I think I say house, like a house husband. I have to. That's what I do. But yes, as a hobby, I do like it. Okay. So you've, all, you've had the Omaha Steaks as well. Uh, brilliant. Yes. They're great. Love it. Love the idea. Um, we also got a lot of feedback on our top five foods that we cannot resist earlier. There's a big back and forth between uh, flats and drummies. Always is. People ha- are very strongly opinionated on this. I think it's, uh, again, as you get older, I think you gravitate towards flats, is my opinion. Yeah. Hmm. So Larry checks in. She better be a 10. She is. You have a great wife. My wife is a cook yeah. slash chef. She's been, well... We've had this idea like on Instagram or, or TikTok for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. She wants to just do something, though, that nobody does already. So I'm like, well, good luck with that. Everything's been thought of. Everything's already. So just like every day, it's like, what can we do? I'm like, I, I think I'm out of ideas. So I don't know. But I think. I mean, she, the cooking videos are really popular on TikTok. She would. You can put it together and be popular course, in like two seconds. Of course. What do you think about an idea? Should I give it away? And what does the audience think about this? Yeah, our audience is a little bit older. I don't think many people are going to take it from you. What do you think about the idea of what to do with ingredients when you have left, you, you oh, have yes. too much? Yes. When, you, when either you bought like a, uh, a package of something or you went shopping, and you got too much, what, and then you make that one big thing, but then you have a bunch of leftover ingredients that you're like, well, now what do I do with it? What do you think about an idea for that? 100%. The other day, I think it was for Thanksgiving, I needed uh, I, I needed celery for what I was making. Okay. 
I had like five stocks of celery left because they don't sell it, it, them any it, smaller. No, no, of course. And I'm like, I don't like outside of just eating them regularly. I'm Which, just like, who wants to do that? Right. It, it's okay, but you know, like I don't know what to do with this. So but eventually, you, you end up throwing away like three or four stocks of celery because like I just I, it's getting bad and I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay. That's, I think it's fair. I don't know if that'd be uh, anyway. Can I make so, it into celery salt somehow? You can only put so much peanut butter on celery for the kids oh, too, probably. Yes. Right. Before you trick them. I mean, the, the little ones, he's a, he's a machine. He'll eat anything. And even that, he's like, what the? F- that, <laughs> that's enough of that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so you are the uh, senior NBA betting analyst here on the network. Hardwood Handicappers daily podcast that you put out as well. There's one coming up later on this morning. That's right. Okay. Let's talk awards here. People love betting on awards in any sport. doesn't matter. At DraftKings this morning, the Joker is the shortest shot in the board at plus 210. Luka, having a terrific year, is 4-1. to one. Embiid is also 4-1. to one. I noticed a uh, tweet today. He has more points than minutes. First player to pull that off since Wilt back That's in ridiculous. 62, I believe. He's the reigning MVP. SGA, Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, 9-1. to one. Giannis is plus 950, and then it drops on to guys who are in double digits. Is there anybody on the board right now that you would take a peek at? I mean, I don't – I think you're trying to find, right – at this point of the season, you're trying to find the guy who can, like, start to move forward and start to overtake some people. And I'll keep going back to – this will be stubborn. So if, if we're eliminating the obvious short shots, which I think right now we'll, we'll make it clear, I think it's going to be hard to unseat Nikola Jokic because I do think there's going to be a sense of people who are like, and we probably should have given it to him last year, right? And, he, and if he has just a normal season for him, he's going to be able to win this, and if they finish in the top two, top three of the Western Conference, it'll be his. Having said that, if you're looking around, and I'll be stubborn on this because this is a preseason bet I made, uh-huh. and he can be awesome, and when he has played, he has been impactful in terms of their winning. And I think you know where I'm going to go with this. Devin Booker is like 35-40-1. to 1. His numbers are great, and if they end up making a run and pushing for a top-three seed in the Western Conference, he is their lead point guard. He is going to be one of the key reasons why it happens. Obviously, being the lead guard, because Bradley Beal, again, is going to be out for a few weeks here, he is, I think, at the top of the list of guys that – I think could ascend to the point where they're surpassing dudes like his own Kevin Durant, Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tatum, potentially. But at the end of the day, I do think you're losing a, you're fighting a losing battle. And I think we've talked about this before, Mitch. I could grab Devin Booker right now, 35 to one. I think there's a pretty good shot. He probably gets to like, like 10 ish. Yeah. yeah. 18 to one. Congrats on the closing line value. What is a realistic chance that he unseats Nico Jokic or any of these other guys to win this award? I think it still is unlikely. Can he also play in enough games? He's missed a bunch of games already. Yes, he, he's, he's flirting with already the, the minimum of you can miss, what, 17 games, if my math is correct, right? 65-game minimum, is, yep. that's 17. So yep. he's already flirting with that. You need a near-perfect attendance record as you move forward. I'll give you a guy that, uh, well, also, I, did you bet him in, in the preseason? I know that I did because I was super high on this team. He's not going to catch you like uh, with a huge number or anything like that, but it is a team that is currently the two seed in the West. They're three games back. I don't know. Maybe they could somehow pull off the one seed. I, I love Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. He's averaging 30 a night. Uh, and by the way, I'm not the only guy. I've listened to like people who I think have an influence in this stuff as well, and they, they thought this guy could make a run before the season started. And eventually I grabbed him at around 18 to 1. He's 9 to 1 today. It's not going to knock your socks off with that number. But I, I honestly believe that that guy has a realistic shot to be one of the dudes that could actually get in there and knock off Embiid and, and Joker. Yeah, I, no, I think so. I think if you're talking about anybody else, right, who is the most realistic, it would be him. They look like they're a team that could be somewhat like Sacramento, right, which is probably a team playing slightly above their skis, but it's going to finish with a top record in the Western Conference. I, I think that he's going to be legitimately up there. You mentioned it. He's already got the narrative behind him, and this team's success is very much tied to him. It, like, if he goes down, I don't think any of us are really looking at Oklahoma City as a team that's going to make some noise in the oh, Western absolutely. Conference. They're going to fall off and be flirting with a play-in seed. And I think that's, that's what you're looking at here. So I would say yes. Like, and I'll, I'll put it this way. Of the secondary, I'll call them Western Conference guys. So Luka Doncic, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I think I'd rather have Shea Gilgis-Alexander at this point, especially at like 9-1, to one, as opposed to Doncic at 4-1. to one. Okay, we can go rapid fire here. Rookie of the year. After last night, Chet Holmgren minus 125. Victor Wembenyama minus one fifteen. Is there a point to bring up anybody else? I don't think so. Okay, uh, and but you said earlier, so there's value here, right? You, I think so. So you're betting you're essentially minus one twenty five for me for Chet Holmgren with with the way he's played is you're betting minus one twenty five that he doesn't miss enough games to get knocked out of this thing. 
I, I think he has a sizable lead over Wimbledon. He is affecting winning. Excuse me. He's affecting winning at a large level for a team that could finish in the top three in the Western Conference. He is one of the better defensive players there. Wembanyama has impact on defense, but statistically his impact on his team is still a negative while Holmgren's is a positive. Like there's so many different metrics that point to Chet Holmgren as being better than Victor Wembanyama. If his name was Wembanyama, he'd be like minus 750. Okay, I'll give you one more then on Chet Holmgren. I think you need to get in on Holmgren to win defensive player of the year immediately. He's still 18 to one, maybe a little bit higher. I bet him at 40 to one. Right away in the season. Look at his month of December. The guy is playing off the charts defense. Had seven more blocks last night. Had eight. I think it was nine the night before, the game before that. They stack corrected it and gave him eight. That's Gobert minus 115. Anthony Davis plus 280. Then Victor and Cheddar each 18 to 1. Uh, How about Shea Gillis Alexander at 25 to 1? Yeah, I don't get But Holmgren at 18 to 1? Yep. I, that's a number that can go bye bye. Now, will he win over somebody like Gobert? Mm, I'm unsure of that, but you're not going to be able to ignore the numbers. No, you're not. But I think you hit it properly, which is like, and we saw this last night for anybody who didn't watch it. Gobert was great again yesterday. He was awesome. And, and like their defense, their defense is good at multiple positions. Like having Cat as a help defender, Anthony Edwards is an awesome two-way player. Mike Conley is one of the better defensive point guards you'll find out there. Like there's so many pieces that make this thing work, but ultimately it's Rudy Gobert that is the straw that stirs this drink defensively for Minnesota. I was staring at him at 8-1. to one. We did this whole thing like a month ago talking about the T-Wolves. Like you yep. got to get on somehow on the T-Wolves, right? I'm staring at him at 8-1 to one to win defensive player of the year. Didn't take it. I took McDaniels at 80 to 1. And then he missed some time. He's also great defensively, but Gobert is going to be the guy to stick out on that team. Yep. Um, most improved. Maxi's minus 140. Sengun is 5 to 1. Barnes plus 650. Kobe White now down to 8 to 1. Anybody there or someone a little bit deeper on the list? No, I think that that's probably where you're at. I added Sengun a couple of weeks ago at 12 to 1. Okay. So he's a guy that's definitely worth, like, I think about 5 to 1 is still playable. Because like, here's my thing really quick with Maxi. The guy's been great, but I don't know if the voters will actually, if they actually buy into this improvement to the point where he's considered most improved at minus 140 at this point of the season. When you have guys like Shen Goon making real leaps statistically in multiple different spots and from where they were the season prior. Same thing with Scotty Barnes. I just don't know if Maxi really has that lead on the pack. So if you want to bet on any of these guys, and by the way, I mean, he missed some time due to injury, but like if you still want to go in the route of Cam Thomas, right, with how well he had played, it's, I think it might be worth looking at here. Coach of the year. Chris Finch is plus 250. Uh, I can never say the OKC coach's name. Mark Dagonal. Dagonal is plus 250. How about Mosley with Orlando at plus 350? Yep. I'll give you another guy. Why can Udoka for the Rockets not win it? He's 10 to 1 today. I mean, I would agree. Also, how about the coach of the guy we just said was favored to win most approved player? Nick Nurse for Philly? After everything we saw, and this team could be a top two seed in the Eastern Conference? It's been, they've been great. 18 to 1. Yep. Do we have too many candidates, actually, for Coach of the Year? Oh, yes. You can too, make too a many case. Too many good ones. It's like the NFL. You can make a case for, I think, okay. 10 different guys. Then you know what that tells me? i got to stay away, probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, In-pocket plays what we're betting today, coming up next year on Beeson. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other, as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. 
Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. The guy has an algorithm to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're right. West Coast basketball tonight. Rematch NBA Finals two years ago. Celtics playing the Warriors. We talked about this game a couple of times earlier throughout the show. Celtics are as high as six in this game, by the way. That's here at Circa, as low as five earlier at DraftKings. I'm going to go Celtics first half, minus two and a half, which is minus 115. They are, I think, easily the highest power-rated team in the NBA. Love their starting five. The Warriors, despite having Clay and Wiggins playing a little bit better basketball here recently, as JVT has documented throughout the show, and, by the way, Steph coming off of a uh, game in which he did not make a three for the first time in, like, 200 and almost 70 games. You have that bounce back coming. But I just the Celtics team is awesome. They're the best first-half team in basketball. They average the most points. They allow the second-fewest points. They're also a very good first-quarter team. But I'll lay the two-and-a-half here with the Celtics, minus 115 in this spot against the Warriors. Plays for you today, coming up maybe a little bit later on in the Hardwood Handicapper podcast. Grizzlies, uh, give it to me. Uh, they are an eight-point underdog against the New Orleans Pelicans. John Morant making his glorious return today from a 25-game suspension. They're a top-10 defense, and now they get a top-15 offensive player on the floor for them. It's going to change everything. I think they can hang inside eight. Give me the Grizz. Very good. By the way, the Grizzlies, if you look at the betting splits up on the website, not much support. 21% of the handle, 25% of the bets. Celtics, though, 81%, 75% money and tickets so far at minus 5.5. You can check these out for free right now. Yep, no problem. This week, we're giving everyone access to the betting splits up on VEASAN.com. I demanded it. I told them, do it. VEASAN betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes. You can see changes in all the actions. You can find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets, where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Check it out that just for today, but future events as well. Get free access to VEASAN's betting splits page all week. VEASAN.com slash splits. That's V-S-I-N.com slash splits. So after last night's game, the Seahawks, I mean, improbably came from behind, Right the 92-yard drive, final minutes to beat the Eagles, 20-17, to led by Drew Locke, which uh, the in-play, I was not paying attention at the time, but I would imagine that they were ultra-high. They couldn't, I mean, the field goal did them no good, obviously, down 17-13 at the time. Um, so they get the win. Their win total is somehow still alive. It was set, uh, eight and a half before the season started. The playoff now number is minus 170 this morning. They are favored by two and a half points at Tennessee coming up this weekend. They'll probably lose that game based on how the NFL typically works. And meanwhile, the Eagles come back home and play the Giants on Monday on Christmas Day. They're 10 and a half this morning. Total is 43. Last night after the game, Jalen Hurts said he doesn't think the team is committed enough right now. He was asked to follow up. Like, what does that mean? And he goes, commitment. I don't have a dictionary uh, on, on me right now. Okay. I mean, 
but they're not committed right now. Be clearly, if you're taking him at face value, which is his words, then he's clearly saying that there's players on the team that aren't really trying. trying. They don't care. Yeah. They have other things going on. They're not like practices, like a walkthrough. I don't, I'm trying to like. But when I watched, I mean, again, so just watching from the outside, I mean, I watched the team that was kind of making mistakes, right? The false start. Uh, or yeah, they called that a false start, right? On Kelsey, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Which yeah. was, by the way, are we positive about that? Well, here's the thing. This is what irritates me about all of this, even when it goes back to like the offside thing with Canarius Tony. So Kelsey, after the game, is quoted as saying, they've been warning me about that all year. So they finally called it. But it's like, if it's, it's, a, if it's a violation all year long, don't warn anybody and then decide, what are we in week 15 yeah. on Monday night? On a key third, nope, we're calling it now. Like, what do you mean? So if they were warning him all year, did they also warn him during the game last night? Right. Because you would think those other 14 weeks have nothing to do with last night. They would have to warn him again, right? Right. But because, it's, because the warnings leading up to it, you would think he could do it again. And t- okay, all right. You know what I mean, though? That's like, it's yeah. like, if it's a violation, it's a violation. Of course. Like, that's why it goes back to the Tony thing, which is it's not irritating. It's not wrong that they called it in that moment. It's that they allowed him to do it. The other times throughout the game, and then right. in that moment, they're like, "Not, nah, we can't take, we can't take this anymore." Yeah. It's the same thing. If it's a penalty, it's a penalty. But I think overall, like going back to what we're talking about here, like I saw a game that was full of mistakes, and I guess maybe that's lack of commitment. Is you know what? He doesn't like Jason Kelsey. I think that's the takeaway. I think he's talking about well, Jason Kelsey. I mean, if you watch the first two drives of the game, Eagles went right down the field. Mm-hmm. 15 plays, 75 yards. That's a very typical Philadelphia drive in 2023. And they did a little bit of everything. Running the ball, Hertz was fine passing, took a 7-0 lead, scored on the opening drive. And then the way it looked for Drew Locke on their opening drive, you're like, this is going to be too easy for the Eagles tonight. Yep. And after that, the, it was never really the same thing. It was just, they couldn't put them away. They had to, some like that final drive, when you have the ball, First and 10 at the 47-yard line with like three minutes and change to go. You could do nothing with the ball at that time, and you're a running football team? That, that I'm sorry, that spoke a lot to me. And then you, uh, again, the Seahawks, it didn't matter. Get in field goal range. What does that mean? They have to score a touchdown, and they did. And by the way, uh, Njigba was open. He beat his defender by like two yards, I want to say. They got two big chunk plays on that drive. Yeah, that Metcalf, Metcalf had a 34-yard catch. Yep. So there are, uh, you know, the, the schedule makers did them no favors, obviously, because this was the final game of this six-game stretch where it was, you know, you all know, Cowboys twice, Niners in there, Chiefs, Bills, Seahawks, impossible grueling stretch. And I said at the time when they were still 10-1, and one, if you could talk to them individually and say, we're going to take away the 10-1 and one record, but we're going to spread apart the difficult games on your schedule, I think every single person would have said, no problem, we'll sign up for that. Yep. It was the most difficult stretch of games for any team in the NFL this year. And somehow they escaped. They should have a five-game losing streak right now. Yeah, I'm not one in the NFL. Generally, I don't really buy in like situational spots, right? Because it's, like, it's a week-to-week sport. You only get 17 games. You'll focus on each one. They're pros. Pro- yeah, exactly. They're professionals. So you, generally, there's not these situations. But when you go through a stretch like that where you're playing Super Bowl contender after Super Bowl contender, I do think it's hard to keep that up, especially when you were playing an unsustainable brand of football to begin with before you got into that stretch. Well, to your point earlier, they, what, trailed? At halftime. At halftime, five times? Yeah, five times they were 5-0 and going into that. Um, it was the... Was it the... Chiefs game? Chiefs game, I believe. After, no, that was after that. Yeah, they were 5-0, and and then that's, the next game they lost. Oh, yes. there you go. Yeah, yep. that's what it was. That... Cannot happen for a full year. No. At all. So they have problems. I don't, I mean, are, are we talking about the San Francisco 49ers Invitational now in the NFC? I mean, it, so on paper, I would say, yes, it seems like that. And it's understandable. However, again, with football, you're getting like maybe 10 possessions in a game. It can be very random. And that's why I like the whole legacy thing, everything like that. So like, should it be, is the most probable outcome, the San Francisco 49ers coming out of the NFC? Yes. But, like, would it be surprising if any of these teams on any given day upset them? No, just because of the way the sport works. But if you were to tell me right now that San Francisco does not make it out of the NFC, I would be surprised. I'd be a little bit surprised. Yeah, I mean, they they have, like, easily the best power rating in the NFC. Yes. The NFL as well, but we're just talking NFC here for a second. But does that mean they're going to coast their way? Here's what I'm a little concerned about now after last night. 
they can they I mean they are the heavy favorites to get the one seed now because they have the um, tiebreaker edge over Philadelphia and over Dallas. So what does that final regular season game look like against the Rams? If they have the one seed already wrapped up, does Shanahan say, well, we have the bye week. Guys take off week 18 as well. I never like it when teams take off. So basically, if that, if that would happen mm-hmm. and he would sit his starters in week 18, you're talking about three weeks off, basically. That is something I'm never comfortable with. Right. And they come out of the gates against a team that just won a playoff game and they're a little bit slow. And oh, look at this. It's 10-7 at halftime. And they're kicking off, and they're in a little bit of trouble. We've seen it every, oh, so many times. Now, I would say maybe you're such a well-schemed offense that that's just something that you don't need, right? You can take time off, and you can just hit the ground running when you play again in, in, the, in the divisional round. But uh, I don't know. I know. I don't know. I don't know either. And Kyle Shanahan. Here's the thing. Again, talking about the path out of the NFC, we do know that Shanahan at times has been odd. We'll say with his decision making and winning at the margins when it comes to maximizing your probability with the decisions you make as a coach. Okay, fair. You know. Money today on the Buccaneers for what it's worth. Not surprising. Oh, we should note, too. I don't think we mentioned uh, Taylor Heineke is going to start. That's right. Yeah, for the Atlanta Falcons. That was announced today. Um, it had no movement on the point spread whatsoever. Colts are still laying two. Some spots two and a half today. Totals 44 and a half in that game. But uh, what does this tell you here about maybe Trevor Lawrence this week? Because in the look ahead, they were two and a half against the Buccaneers. And now Tampa Bay is favored by a point in a couple of spots. Yeah. Pick them at others. There is obviously doubt that Lawrence is going to play. And I would assume some minor downgrade as well just because of the performance. They might miss. They were minus 20,000 to make minus 20,000 to make the playoffs before the Monday night game against the Bengals. Oh, minus 170 at times? You know, higher to win that division? Might not win it? I know. <laughs> That's up for grabs at this point. If you missed any of the show, you can go back and search Follow the Money wherever you get your podcast. Great job, JVT. Good Thanks. to see you again. Have a great night tonight. Good luck with your bets. We'll see you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome.